0: Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. We got a sponsor for you this week. This week's episode is sponsored by Status. The Status app lets you chat, browse, and transact on the Ethereum blockchain. Take control of your own private, secure messaging. Use apps on mobile and secure your assets. Download the app today, where you get your mobile apps, or at statusim slash get. That's statusim get. Bitcoin Podcast will also be in the TBP channel of the Status app to give out a little ST and let you play around with these features and start chatting privately today. Enjoy the show.
1: It's a Bitcoin Podcast.
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of the Bitcoin podcast. Um, this is episode three hundred and two. We're ninety-eight episodes away from four hundred. Almost there. Nothing. We're almost there. Um, almost there. We're almost. We'll be. We'll be there. What? T- almost two years out. Um, yeah, I guess so. Unless we just go on a rampage. Like, did we ever? I
0: feel like. In the past, we went on a rampage and just did a lot of episodes in a short amount of time. We used to do like we do like we did like three a week.
2: We did that a
0: couple times.
2: We did that like twice. I don't know what we were thinking. You must have had no responsibility. We had very little responsibility. Uh, That's not true. We were just different, different life, different structure. You were you were a scientist at the time, and I was a teacher, and um, Cello was. I think he was a graphic designer. I'm not too sure. He
0: was freelancing something that was really really laid back.
2: Yeah, but nevertheless, uh, episode 302, I'm the host that talks first, D.
0: I'm another host, Dr. Corey Petty.
2: Yeah, Corey talks second. Sometimes. And then, uh, yeah, (laughs) you just don't want to say the the tagline. I'm trying to get him to say the tagline. I have
0: refused to say that tagline ever since you started saying. I don't know, because it's fun. What's wrong
2: with the tagline?
0: My tagline is, I'm another host. You do your tagline. I'll do my tagline.
2: Fine. We don't have a guest host this week. Um, But we did have an interview with Wasabi Wallet. And let me tell you about this interview. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Why are you laughing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, in terms of projects in the space, they're like one of the larger ones in terms of most important in the Bico- yeah. Bitcoin ecosystem.
2: There's a lot of news we should be talking about, but because we're us, we're just going to ignore it. So, like the U.S. digital wallet and digital dollar. Oh, uh,
0: I guess from what I had heard or from what I had read, as of recent, um, the recent setting, I think this was as, as of Thursday, I was looking through the U.S. government, like bills, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And the last iteration of whatever the stimulus package was that they're pushing through did not include the, the digital dollar. Mm. So, so that was um, all headlines. It used to. I think someone tried to tack it in there. I'm sure there's a bunch mm-hmm. of other shit that got tacked in there that wasn't supposed to be there. Um, I don't think that one made it. So that digital dollar um, hubbub is potentially just not an issue right now. I'd have to check the, you what, what actually went through. But from what I could tell, what... I, as as of Thursday, it wasn't in there. It got removed.
2: Mm. You know how fast we fall into dystopia when that when that goes live? I what's mean it's gonna be like
0: I don't think that's what's gonna be the downfall. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a myriad of other things in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> in my, my opinion, Out, yeah. my opinion, we're not a world power after this. That's what I think.
2: Of COVID? Yeah. 19. That's my oh, that's yeah, my that's,
0: that's, that's my personal uh unprompted uneducated opinion on what's going to happen after all this is i
2: would say we're not the world power
0: yeah we are a world power we're not we're not the world power yeah after this that's my that's my personal uneducated opinion on this
2: yep i'm right there with you so if you're in the u.s and you're listening to this strap on (laughs) strap in that's not a joke strap in maybe no, strap on to something. <laughs> just hold, hold on tight. Hold on to your butts.
0: As uh, good, to yeah. great, late, still alive. Samuel L. Jackson once said
2: in a Jurassic Park movie. Um. Anyway, so other than talking about that news, which I thought the the digital was just going to be USDC, but uh, nevertheless, no, it's it's it's. So, like,
0: I did some research on this a little bit, and just I guess before we yeah. move on here, it's it's modeled after, um, it seems to be from any information that I could find online, which is sparse, modeled after the, um, I think it's like, forget the acronym, but it's basically like centrally central government digital currency or digital like government backed government backed digital currency or some shit like that. Um, it's modeled after the, B- people, the Bahama the Bahama buck or Bahama sand dollar is what it's called. Um, mm. So the Bahamas introduced a digital currency and it's currently in circulation and being used. Uh, there's a lot of stipulations on how much an individual can use around it, and there are digital wallets, but um, it's modeled after that, and which seems to be modeled after Stellar. So. Hard to call it a blockchain. This
2: is terrible. This well, is terrible. Stellar does a hate that I'm always right. pretty
0: good job in terms of payments. Simple payments that, that that seem to scale. I don't know anything about like permissionlessness, ability to manipulate and control. If we look if, because Stellar's modeled after Ripple, we can see that it's easy to manipulate and control because Ripple is basically manipulated and controlled by um, Ripple. Yeah. Uh, but for a government-backed fiat currency, isn't that exactly what they want? Yeah, I know. It's terrible. My problem, my only concern, my main concern with things like that, um, outside of like surveillance and manipulation uh, by the government, is is like security of people's funds and then people putting a lot of investment and time into um, using this type of thing because it buys their groceries or pays their taxes or whatever and it's hacked or broken that's the main thing cuz that 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 makes economies fall if if government has full control over it sure they already have full control over fiat this may make it more efficient to allow them to do it better my worry is it is when someone breaks it or it breaks itself and everything that you every every the amount of value you throw into it just goes away which then breaks economies as opposed to like government being government
3: and
2: doing fuckery Hmm. i'm willing to bet that's already happened a boatload of times behind the scenes in the current system it's just that we don't get to see it maybe and when it when it does happen they'll like switch to a backup network or something or, or show everybody fake numbers until they get it sorted out but there's no way given how shitty the internet is patched work together that that hasn't happened in the background, and we're just like, "Oh shit!" And somebody who, who like has the authority is probably like, "Oh shit, give them last hour's numbers and let's fix it real quick, and then let's put it back together." Like that has to have happened. I know it's happened. Your, I don't need like your a
0: inner gut feels that it has happened.
2: Shit breaks down, bro. I just know like living on the planet, working jobs doing seeing lots of shit shit breaks shit doesn't go as planned and you're like well here is the contingency and i'm willing to bet that our current banking system that is heavily dependent upon the internet that's broken down or they've been hacked or something has happened but if you let people know what's the chaos that ensues you know so you just i'm not gonna up.
0: say it's a it's a it's a it's a terrible <laughs> thing that you're saying and it's 100 wrong i'm not gonna say that <laughs> There's
2: no evidence to say that it has happened, but I mm. maybe there is. I haven't looked at it. So um back to reality, right? We got this this got this we got this fucking crypto. We got this coin it's fucking called ether. Everybody loves this shit. Price is going up, going down. One minute it's $170, the next it's 120. You know, one 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 year it's $300 or 1200. Next year it's not it's Ethereum. Everybody knows about Ethereum. You like Ethereum. I like Ethereum. Uh, but it's a fucking bananas shit show. And what I mean by that is that it's its proposal to be the virtual machine of the planet is dope. But it seems like so hard. Because of last week's discussion, when we had Taylor on, we, we were talking about something, um, That's either awesome or not, and that is, you know, anybody can make a smart contract, and it could seem benign, but when it interacts with another smart contract, all hell breaks loose. And we've seen that a few times, I think, in in Ethereum's history. And so when you have that kind of indeterminate, unpredictable massively variable amount of interactions that can occur between seemingly benign smart contracts how could ethereum ever hope to have the level of stability that people could you know be comfortable with using it
0: uh in my opinion the same way that companies and businesses and viable things, uh gain confidence and security around the internet. Right? Like, like it's not like businesses threw their entire business on the internet and it worked every time from the beginning. Uh, it comes with it comes with experience and better standards and better understanding and better um wisdom around, um, risk modeling and threat modeling. Like if you, if you listen to the conversation we had last week, Mm -hmm. you'll realize that, um, because the introduction, because of the introduction of new smart contract capabilities that kind of interoperate with other platforms, it wasn't the platform that changed, um, it was that it was their risk assessment and the assumptions they were, they were they were they were making about what was a feasible way what was what was feasible for an attacker or person to do and when you build something you build it under a given set of assumptions based on how people use that platform at that time right so based on what we've seen in the past and what we can think about within our wisdom in the future, we're assuming that the average or the, the the user will only be able to do these things, and that means we're probably okay with any type of threat or risk that's outside of the scope of those assumptions. And what happens with a platform like Ethereum or the internet or any type of like fastly moving technology is what the average user is capable of doing changes rapidly. And if you're not on top of making sure your assumptions and what your threat model is, if you're not on top of how that changes with the current landscape, then you're gonna fail. And that happens with any fast-moving technology, especially, especially when when, when like your funds, like your economy is attached to that technology, like it is with a lot of businesses who run on Ethereum. And so it just moves forward like it would with other technology. In fact, I think it moves forward better and faster precisely because all of your value is captured and and, and, and inexorably tied to that technology. Like You're more willing to look at your threat model and what risk you have with the things you're, you're, you're using of that platform because it's obvious that your value is associated with it. Whereas as opposed to the internet, like a lot of the 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 damage that's done with being hacked is things you don't necessarily think about until after it's done, like losing all of your users, losing your social clout, um, like dropping your database, which like which like ruins a lot of uh, specific pipelines or history or anything like that. Like that's not ex- explicitly money. That's implicitly money through time and effort and lost ability to follow up on things. Whereas like if it's if it's money. If it's value in tokens and stuff like that, it's just gone. And it's it's so you're you're more willing to like keep track of these things. But because we're so early, in my opinion, like we haven't built the standards and wisdom and tools to allow people to do appropriate threat modeling or risk assessment or track these things.
2: Yeah. I think that overall the people that are building in crypto now, um it's just too much ADD. It's just like every year there's a new hot thing, and it's like I get it. That's cute. That's the way. That's the way that the tech, uh, I guess, the tech sector uh, got its claim to fame is is move fast and break things and don't apologize and make cool, cute shit and cats. Yeah,
0: yeah I'd say that's true. And, we're all tech. We're all tech enthusiasts,
2: right? And at a certain yeah, and at a certain point, it's like, hey, don't stop doing that fucking dumb shit. Like, people with this stuff with money and with something that could be as valuable as a global virtual machine, stop it. Stop Stop doing the dumb shit. Focus on core infrastructure as an entire community. And then those people that have the affinity to do the cool nifty shit with cats and weird games, then bring them back in. Bring Hey, come, on, come back into the fold. You you, you'll always need
0: interest. You'll need, like, people... We're willing to throw money at interesting projects, even if they are, if even if all of those people are tech enthusiasts. Like you need people to come in and adoption, and and, and as many forms as you can. The the focus, and I agree, the focus should be infrastructure, scale, etc. That's where the focus should be. But like, you still need to like try and solve all the other problems simultaneously. Just not. That shouldn't be the main focus, because you can't just like. Who are you building infrastructure for if there's no users?
2: I don't know, ask China. They literally build highways with no people living there, just in the hopes <laughs> that one day it gets out there and hey, it's like, hey, it's a good thing we built this highway. I don't think that's how they do it. But dude, there's like whole giant cities in mainland China that are just empty. And they're like, Yeah, that like we'll we'll get there someday. Like uh, they're built. Like we're gonna put people in them, but not anytime soon. We got about 10 more years of fucking left to do before those <laughs> before those cities get people in them. I would like some sourcing
0: on that one. Okay, let me <laughs> send it. me a so, source.
2: The empty Chinese cities. In so, uh,
0: the meantime, uh, uh the interview is pretty long. So why don't we why don't we go into it and um uh, and me and you could talk about empty Chinese cities afterwards. Or if 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 the audience knows about this type of stuff, hop in the Slack. And inform yeah, they're, both they're me and
2: D who's right about this type of stuff. They're, they're called ghost cities. It's like China-occupied
0: China like, developments in China.
2: They use it to stimulate their economy. It's China does a lot of- China cheats, okay? China's government cheats at a lot of things. They use this to stimulate their economy and build a bunch of giant cities. And they say they're going to stick people there, but then they never do. So basically, people funnel funds into their economy thinking they're gonna get an ROI on them doing all this construction work and building all this stuff, and nothing ever happens from it. So they end up taking everyone's money and paying them back in Chinese money and then debasing their currency so they pay them back with air. Nobody likes China, nobody likes how they operate. Throwing, it's pretty throwing sh- bangers out there today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty that's just what they do. Like, I don't understand. It's just, is. it's not, it's not, I'm not saying Chinese people are a bad people. The Chinese government is categorically bad. They pollute more than anyone. They lie about their economy. They've lied about coronavirus. Like they do really bad shit and nobody can really hold them accountable. But welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. <laughs> 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 so anyways, <laughs> we're going to cut it. We're going to cut this shit to the interview and I hope I'm not assassinated by this time next week. There we go. <laughs> uh here it
0: is. Hey guys, got another podcast for interfor- interview for you today. Uh yeah, Interfor. Uh so today we're going to talk about Wasabi Wallet. Like uh, like the P, I guess. We're going to maybe why it's called that, but uh, we've got Lucas and David with us with the Wasabi Wallet team. Um, why don't you all do the normal thing? Give us a quick introduction as to kind of who you are, what you do, and how you got um, kind of introduced into this, this this industry.
3: Yes, thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm David Monar. I'm a software engineer, and currently I'm working for Wasabi Wallet uh, as a CTO, but uh, yeah, basically, I'm, I'm coding a lot and coordinating the things and the features that will get into the wallet. Nice. Very nice. How about you, Lucas? Break us off.
1: Hi. Well, I'm Lucas. I'm a lead developer of Wasabi Wallet. And I'm a software engineer too, and started uh, building the Wasabi Wallet with adam fixer uh since the beginning basically uh and well that's all but <laughs> i'm coding a lot too Nope. uh
2: i guess my first question is gonna have to be why the name wasabi and how spicy are you like i need to know well, where'd you come up with that name i like it but that's because i like wasabi but i don't think it's related so hook me up
1: uh, yes. Go on, Lucas. You you Go might be better. Okay. Okay. My, <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, initially uh, WhatsApp started with the uh, hidden wallet. That is a really bad name because you know it's something uh, dark there. So uh, the name was not okay. So we changed that to the magical crypto wallet, which because basically, we didn't find any any name worse than that. So <laughs> that was the idea. And finally, we say, okay, no, why? Uh, I, Adam likes a lot this um, culture from the. The, the, the Japanese culture, the Chinese culture. So, what about a wasabi wallet? Well, it was okay. Uh, in fact, it was wallet wasabi at the beginning. It's, it's ugly too, but now everybody finally found the, 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 the best name that is just wasabi. I, I, I like wasabi. <laughs> so. so,
2: it's just for alliteration's sake? Because if so, that's, that's powerful and I commend
1: Sure. Yes. And it's, uh, it's an SPC. It's an SPC wallet, basically. That's another way to, to put uh, it.
0: Yeah. So like before we start, I want to I have a bunch of, I guess, more technical things. But uh, like, first off, I got to say else wallet is probably the best wallet in all of, in all of Bitcoin to, based on being able to introduce advanced features into the wallet and a lot of control and still usability. So hats off to that. Um, do you want to give a quick intro, um, David, on, like, what Wasabi Wallet is and kind of what the whole um, shtick behind it is?
3: Yeah, sure. Just a few words back to the naming that uh, it is, I, as far as I know, it is Wasabi because people like to eat. And it is a good marketing if you name your product product. Uh, about about food <laughs> that He's was
2: another reason you already you sold
3: d yeah, so d i d guess d.
2: that works yeah there is Making a fried chicken wallet tomorrow you guys are done it's a
3: wrap yeah, or, 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 <laughs> no, or for example
2: bread bread bullets right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh, i didn't even think about that that's slick mahoney i like that
1: mm. okay uh
3: so about wasabi so you mentioned that probably that is one of the most powerful wallet yes uh, on desktop so basically it's a desktop wallet so yes i guess it's, it's one of the best wallet right now if you are you are thinking in desktop it's a cross platform so you can install on linux macintosh and windows too and so the most important feature is, is privacy in the wallet. So it will try to use the best and uh, the, the most edge privacy technologies uh, during you create and transactions and for every other stuff. And the second most important thing is that it's very easy to use so just to mention one for example if you want to have a full node you just press a button there to turn it on and there you go without doing anything else or just to mention another one to use the tor anonymity network you do not have to do anything it is on by default in the wallet so mm-hmm. briefly, briefly, those two are the main functions, the main concerns there.
2: There's a lot of like functionality in there that do you feel like you're appropriately poised to handle what could be considered an onslaught of like new users? Or are you just touting very proudly that if you're new to this whole crypto thing? You probably shouldn't be messing around with our wallet just 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 go to coinbase or something
3: mm, sorry but what do you mean what I mean by that is
2: my name is Jessica Jessica rabbit I'm walking around on the street I just hear about Bitcoin am I gonna need Tor? am I gonna need these advanced features these things that very are very um Intimate with like early adopters, um, privacy minded people. But is Jessica Rabbit, who basically just cares about, I don't know, if her cafe has cream on the top or not? I'm very, I'm generalizing a whole group of people. I'm sorry, Jessica's out there. But is this going to appeal to Jessica?
3: God damn it. Yeah, I understand the question. Probably not. Jessica won't use Wasabi Wallet because she she has an iPhone only and we are not supporting mobile. (laughs)
0: But... Simple explanation.
3: uh, We are not spending any on marketing. Instead, we are uh, spending time and money and... uh, brain power on educating people how to how to be private in Bitcoin. So for example, we have a very good site docs.wasabiwallet.io which is maintained by Max Hillebrand, Ricardo Mazutti and a few other very good guys and this become a, a lexicon if I can say, so it is growing, growing all the time. And there is a lot of info, there are a lot of information there. And also we try to be there on every conference, Bitcoin conference and uh, speaking about privacy, fungibility, why it is very important to to take care about this. Uh, and, And you know, when things happening like You know, for example, the coin forensics companies and uh, or or somebody making another exit scam and and people starting to think um, that Bitcoin cannot be used in the same way that they are using their credit cards because it's a different thing. They have to take care of their own money they have to take care of their own privacy because nobody else will protect it. For example, in banks, there is the, the privacy policy, so they will guarantee that uh, your privacy will be preserved, at least against other people, right? But in Bitcoin, this is not guaranteed by anyone. And this is very important to, to know that, to educate the people that they have to take care about this. Otherwise, they will compromise themselves. Mm.
2: It's too late for Jessica, Corey.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's it might be too late for Jessica. And I guess that's part of the problem of um, the technology as a whole. I mean, we have, I guess, middle solutions like custodial things and things like that, but they don't take advantage of any of the benefits that, Bitcoin was created for in the first place. Um, the problem there is like, I guess I got two questions here and they kind of feed into each other. Um, one is it's really hard to make wallets um, that offer these types of services, especially in a easy way, because the technology is hard. Like is that why most wallets don't have these features? Because you don't think they really understand how you should be using this stuff or even just have the capability of offering up the service. And two, like, even if you have a lot of wallets using services, that, uh, like the the more advanced services that Bitcoin and offer, how do you educate a larger group of audiences about all of those things, right? It's hard to teach people to care about this stuff when their intuition for taking advantage of their own secrets just doesn't exist.
1: Okay, Uh, I want to answer the second question, um, and almo- also a bit the the previous question too, mm-hmm. because I think our part are more or less the same. Are yeah. about education and um how different users value uh, privacy. Uh, WhatsApp is is a mean, is a mean for for a goal. So um, yeah, we have some users. We love the users that say hey i love wasabi because wasabi is cool but uh, yeah I, i i like to hear that but we we want to provide to help people providing the tools for um achieving the the privacy and you the only way you um understand that you need wasabi if you if you need it is because you know about privacy, you know how the technology works. You understand the consequences of your, of the, the way you operate in the system. Yeah, so, because you cannot value those things that you don't understand. So, the first goal for us is educate people, educate people, because um, the the result is the in, in privacy for our users and and other people that are not our users that also gain privacy um, indirectly, is with the tools, yes, but then with the knowledge first. Uh, So basically that is why it's important for us to educate people with documentation, videos, these kinds of, of, uh, uh, with people like you that help us to to spread the, the word, right? Um, well, that's, that's why we're so obsessed with education.
0: I'm going to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor of the show this week, Status. And today I want to call out uh, the many listeners who are building dApps on Ethereum to tell you how to get your dApp in the hands of all the Status App users. Status App itself is a mobile web 3. lets you chat, browse and transact. There's a lot of cool things about the Status app. Right now, let's talk about the DAP Explorer. Status app uses DAP.ps, that's referred to as DApps, as an on ramp to use Ethereum DApps on mobile. Maybe you've heard about DeFi, want to check out KyberSwap or DeFi Zap. We'll get some SNC and F, load it up in your Status wallet, and use DAP.ps, DAP.ps, to get DeFi on mobile. Take your decentralized permissionless finance with you. Already, we're seeing tons of excitement around mobile DApps and Web3. If you've got a DAP, head to dap.ps, check it out, follow the instructions for staking, and get your DAP ranked and featured, or email stake at dap.ps for more information. What's really neat about the Status App DAP Explorer is that it automatically creates a social channel for your DAP. So you've got a place where Status App users can find and use your DAP, but also you've got the built-in private and secure chat functionality to build a community, do Q&A, FAQ, support, or even meme building. What's that you say? You're not a DAP developer? Why not? Status has a suite of developer tools to get you started building, testing, and deploying Web3 dApps with Embark.io. You know, you see projects that raised a bunch of money in their ICO in 2017, and then nothing. Some crappy wallet, maybe some marketing partnerships, but Status is shipping consumer products, dev tools, and fixing Ethereum, and basic peer-to-peer networking and communication protocols. The team is legit. I'm on it. Decentralized and open source. Check out everything they're up to at thestatusnetwork.com, or start with the Status app, at status.im slash git. That's status.im slash G-E-T. Back to the show. Before you move on to that next one, I'm going to say, I was looking at your, your doc site um, the other day, and you have like a like a belt system associated with it. After you, you answer, go into like what that is. I want to know what this belt system is.
3: Just a few words uh, to the previous question, which was uh, why they will use uh, or the Wasabi wallet. Uh, now we are getting to a level, as far as I, I've, as my intuition says, that uh, people just, like Lucas said, I heard about Wasabi. I heard about coin joining is a good thing. I want to have uh, preserve my privacy, and and basically that's it. Because Wasabi is so easy to use, he or she just have the software and use it and they don't need to care about the technology, how it is working, why, why it is like that. They just install the wallet and because they ha- heard about Wasabi that it is very private and it is good for your privacy, they just use it and that's it. And because, because when the word Privacy. It rings the bell. Then somebody will say, "Well, okay, use Wasabi Wallet," or yeah, and that's it. Mm.
2: So I guess touch on that, like uh, that education tip. I like that it's a, like a it's a tenet of of how you do business. It's educating the end user on why it's valuable to use the Wasabi Wallet. Um, What, I mean, what, I guess, what would be the MO? What's the main thing in that education that you're trying to get across to these end users?
1: Okay, the team is very diverse. And we have among us people who is more focused on the um, economic uh, impact of the technology. Mm-hmm. and other about the the technology itself um other with the privacy are like adam for example is focused 100 percent on privacy what is okay this <laughs> would make sense right um, mm-hmm. but i think uh people need to understand first this is a personal opinion need to understand first what bitcoin is how bitcoin can Help you in a daily basis, and then how technology works, and finally, what, how the the technology design, the system design, has privacy implications, and how you can mitigate those mm, potential risks if you, if you want, uh, mm-hmm. or protect your privacy with uh, this tool that is WhatsApp World. Uh but but again if you ask another team of another member of the team, probably the answer is completely different.
3: Mm. Okay. I can dig it. By the way, the documentation site was built uh with WoPress. Of ViewPress? Is, yes, ViewPress. VU Press, which is a very interesting tool because I I attach the link there. The source of that site is on GitHub, and every time when you are uh, making a change in in the source code, it is automatically built and updated. So, for example, if you find a typo in the documentation, you can go to GitHub, make a pull request and became a contributor. So I, I would motiv- motivate you to do that. Uh, because there is a contribution game uh, going on from month to month on, on the Wasabi docs. So you, you can actually earn Bitcoin by uh, fixing typos or adding relevant content to the documentation. Uh, so, so if your pull request merged, then the website automatically updates itself. It's it's very, very good.
0: Oh, so that's what the belt system is in terms of like who's contributing?
3: Yes, uh, basically, yes. Uh, yes. There was a documentation handled by Maxi Lebron, and he's the one who summarized for every month how much line, uh, added and deleted by who and a specific amount of bitcoin uh sp- spread uh, to those people so yeah uh, yeah it's it's uh, the bad system is another thing it is related in a way that if you contribute uh, to wasabi wallet in some way for example with a tutorial video and it is a very very good video then we will give you a bite bet or something like that. All, All right. So we got a bounty. A
0: yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, so I want to, I want to ask a few more. I want to ask more of like, uh, some technical questions here before we, you know, spend too much time on the belt system, but although it's awesome and I, I definitely recommend people go and check it out and contribute because quality resources of advanced topics and, um, handling this type of stuff are, are few and far between. But, um, Wasabi is the only implementation of CoinJoin. And for those that don't know, um, CoinJoin is a um, Bitcoin transaction privacy technology that allows you you to obfuscate um, kind of the amounts being sent um, and and attribution from who's sending them and receiving them. Um, Why are you the only implementation? And do you feel... Like there's uh, like almost an undue burden on Wasabi Wallet because you're the only implementation of something so private as CoinJoin?
3: Well, uh, I, I think there are more implementation of yeah. Coinjoins. No one's using it for than, a... than Wasabi Wallet. What, what is the, the biggest thing here is that we are implementing trustless CoinJoin which means that mm-hmm. even we cannot de-anonymize you later because we don't know nothing about you. And, that. and we, we cannot steal your money because there is no single point of time when we own your coin. Basically, it works in the following way, just a very basic form. Uh, 100 participants gather together. And it is coordinated by the backend, Wasabi backend. Wasabi backend starts constructing the, the CoinJoin transaction and it is sent one by one for every client. And on client side, they are verifying if the transaction is correct. For example, uh, I send you, Corey, the transaction for your Wasabi client, and the client will check okay, my input address is there. Okay, it's there. My output address is there. Okay, it's there. Uh, my change address is there, right? Okay, checking the amounts, subtracting the fees. So it is really verifying that you will not get scammed, your client. And if it is correct, it will send back your signature for that coin join transaction to the backend. So the backend will add your signature to the transaction even if the backend changing something on the transaction your uh, signature won't be valid anymore so so basically what the backend can do is to to, to not to dis- not broadcast the coin join and and that's it but nothing else we cannot steal we cannot de-anonymize you we cannot provide information to anyone about uh the coin join because we don't know it either so that's the big deal that it is a trustless coin join mm. we, we even don't have your your xpub key so we, we we don't know your your balance we don't we know nothing mm. that's that's the point and to implement this in a way that it even cannot be that's even more harder yeah but Lucas, Lucas, we can say more about this because he was one of the the main uh, participant at that time who who was implemented this
1: um no but basically the, the i think the the idea is is clear um the service of is works in that way but I want to take the opportunity to answer a previous question, more or less related, about the the complexity of the wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the today the, the, the mm, developing a wallet is a bit harder probably than before, and mm, especially now, uh, this kind of of wallets like Wasabi Wallet that doesn't Um, trust on any third-party server, because the wallet has to be uh, capable of uh, calculating your balance and discovering your transactions directly from the blockchain without having the blockchain, so it's, and not only that, um, uh, Wasabi requests blocks from the peer-to-peer uh, Bitcoin network based on uh, what we call a client filters that are like a summary of the addresses contained in every block. So Wasabi checks the the compact filters if the compact filter that we are checking uh, says yes, we have a, a, a an address here. We then request the block to the peer-to-peer network and parse the block and and analyze or process the transactions in that block. So uh, it is an from the technical point of view, not from the user point of view, but from the developers point of view, it's a complex. Um, wallet, yes, because uh, we cannot trust on on anyone. Anyway. In fact, we cannot trust on the third-party nodes. And that's why we have implemented a lot of um, uh, checks and validations. And now we are switching to, to make Wasabi work with your own uh, local Bitcoin node that is, that is the best from the... Yeah. Mm. No from the privacy point of view, because Wasabi provides a very high level of privacy. But yes, the, the good part is that now you don't need to trust on a third-party node. You have your own node, and so you are sure that the transactions that you are receiving and processing are are valid, right? Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's more complex. Okay.
3: Yes yeah. Lucas Lucas got the point just I want to uh, make a very quick example for example uh, about client side filtering I think that was a very very big idea there uh, okay so you have a light wallet right wasabi we can say wasabi is a light wallet because it consumes 300 or 400 megabytes on your computer so it not ha- not having the the blockchain on your hard disk so what's the what's the idea usually client side uh, i mean light wallets just asking a third party server okay give me my balance right and the third party server has the blockchain data and calculates everything what's the problem with that the problem is that they know everything about you right so so they can they can leak the the data or get hacked or, or whatever. If you know the data, then this can happen, right? So it's better to not know it. Okay, what's the second thing? The second thing is when you are asking random nodes, okay, what is my balance? But if that node, and we know that there are a lot of nodes which is controlled by by uh, surveillance companies and this kind of stuff. So if you bump into that node and asking, okay, what's, what's the balance on this address? And what's the balance on that address? And what's the balance on those address? So they can they can collect these data together and figure out your wallet cluster. So that's not mm. good either. So what can you do? With client-side filtering, you are not, Wasab is not asking for a specific address but it can determine which block contains your transaction so instead of getting the balance of a specific address it will query the whole block which contains your transaction so the node will only know that one of those transactions which was on that block in that block is yours but you know every block contains two thousand or three thousand transactions so that's not a big information there so that's the the fantastic idea with client-side filtering that that you can have a light wallet uh, feeling without compromising your privacy
0: yeah i mean i can't i can't stress this enough when it comes to um the like proliferation of using third-party services for um, incredibly private things. Like an analogy that I like, I kind of want to say is like, imagine if like I was doing a bunch of things that um, I was concerned with my privacy about, and I do them all in my home, and I get it all wrapped up in this nice little package. Sex then, stuff. Sure. Yeah, sex stuff. That's what I'm, that's what we're doing. I'm doing a whole bunch of sex stuff, okay. right? And I, want, I don't want to tell people about this. I just want to do it myself. I want to keep it to myself and then go about my business and no one has to know, right?
3: No one needs to know. Everybody, everybody's doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, okay. everyone's everyone's doing it. But like if I, if I were if I feel ashamed, I don't want to like tell people about it. I just keep it to myself. And so imagine I I, I built this awesome sex dungeon in my house, which I'm going to keep going with this analogy. And it's everything, everything that's this weird sex stuff stays in the sex dungeon. It never leaves, right? Uh, but imagine if I built this awesome thing, but the only way that I could perform things is I had to go to my neighbor and tell him what I want to go do. And he's like, It defeats the purpose of building the sex dungeon. I've spent all this work and money building this thing that allows me to be private and then the process of doing it, I have to go to my neighbor and tell them about it. That's what it's like Mm. when you call third-party APIs for most of the time is that I do all this cool shit to maintain a specific amount of privacy or security and then I throw it away when I do this other thing that's convenient.
2: Mm. What if you like to humble brag though? Like, I mean, would you the, like going the, to
0: your neighborhood? The the
2: like? Use Coinbase. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I want my neighbor to know every time I'm going to the dungeon. <laughs> All right. I want him to be jealous of my life. No, I'm kidding. Um, yes. So that's a great analogy, Corey. And that's basically what it's like using services like Coinbase. So it's like you basically, exactly like you said, there's no privacy there. I have a couple of questions though. Right. Just,
3: just, um, a, just, a, just a moment. Uh, so yes, you are right. Basically privacy is not about hiding things. It is about that you have the right to share the information, what you want, voluntarily. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want, you you have the right to, it's not about hiding, it's about protecting your right to have your own uh, stuff behind behind the wall, right? It's it's like the the door in your hu- on your house, right? You you can you can invite people, you can open it if you want, but if you want, you can close it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Even vampires understand they to be invited in. So, governments need to get with the fucking program. But anyways. Um, um, I got a question, right? But what if, speaking of governments, and uh, what if I'm a government and you know I don't like Wasabi Wallet, I don't like what you guys are about. If I go and I shut down Wasabi Wallet with my guns, is that going to harm your end users? I'm assuming no, because you, like you said, CoinJoin isn't something that you guys own; it's something that you guys do. But what would happen to everyone who relies on Wasabi wallet right now to to uh, use their crypto?
3: Yeah, let let me answer this question. And I'm sure Lucas has some words, too, about this. So Wasabi is a non-custodial wallet, meaning that you you have your private key in your pocket. So even if they closing uh, us, the first thing is that you can recover your wallet anytime for example in Electrum and you get back the control. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that I think if you shut down the whole server then you still can make a transaction from Wasabi, from but because of the client-side filtering you won't get the filters so your mm-hmm. wallet status won't be updated but you can create the transaction and, and broadcast to, to a node. So I think it, it would partially working still. But anyway, if you have the, the recovery words, and you will get it when you are generating a wallet in Wasabi, you, you will be noticed that to write down those words. And in Electrum, you can recover your wallet and keep going. The second thing is that Wasabi is open source. So anytime if we are out of business or or whatever, something happened to us, then anyone can can take, can clone the repository. And this is also true for now. You you can clone the repository and say, okay, here is my, let's say, not wasabi, but I don't know, shitake, (laughs) shitake wallet, (laughs) and, and there you go, and my service is better and use this. You can do that. We we cannot do anything against that because we are completely open source. So you can clone, you can verify the code. Mm. And and that's it.
2: Nice. Lucas, you wanna add to that?
1: No, basically I'm agree with 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 Davin, there is a a strong incentive if we um, are out of the business for some reason. There is a strong, really strong incentive or incentive, sorry, for for people to start uh, to host uh, Wasabi Wallet coordinator and start receiving feeds. Uh, The only thing that you have to say is convince enough users to go to the config file and replace the old URL by your own URL so people will start using your own hosted uh, wasabi wallet so uh, in fact i think it could be it could be a very very bad idea to sh- to, to shut down uh, wasabi wallet because that could result in multiple more um, hidden wasabi mm. wallets i mean We everybody knows where we are, right? Uh, Yeah. Because it's a company. But uh, WhatsApp wallet is designed to work against uh, uh, a Tor hiding service, so uh, it could result in a proliferation of many other uh, WhatsApp wallets, uh, or at least uh, uh, coordinators. Yes. So I think Mm -hmm. it's
2: a bad idea. Okay. Two lightning questions, Corey, and then I'll pass you the rob.
0: <laughs> you know I'm waiting.
2: <laughs> okay. Are you guys familiar with lightning rounds? Like, like for, from game shows. Like, yes, yeah, so I'll ask a question, and you can basically just say yes or no to like a lightning answer, lightning quick answer.
3: Sorry, for many okay. are what.
2: All right. Not I'm going bad. to ask a question, but you you can only answer yes or no. It's like a lightning round. That's what we have in our game shows. It's like you can only answer yes or no. Okay. All right. If you guys were to start manufacturing out of the box full Bitcoin nodes, would you call them bento boxes? Uh,
3: no. <laughs> All right.
2: Next question. If you did decide to make a light wallet for the mobile, would you call it Hobachi Shrimp Wallet?
3: Lucas, this is your- No.
2: Okay. All right. On to you, Corey. It's
0: All right. on to you. D is no longer the marketer for Wasabi Wallet. Let's see, that's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a, I got a I couple more. Uh, I guess the obvious Thanks. one, um, and I kind of know the answer here, but it's, it's. I want to hear your perspective on it considering I make a private and secure wallet <laughs> on Ethereum. Uh, why not mobile? Why don't you have a mobile implementation? What's the problem
2: here? Can't call a of shrimp. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, the, the problem with um, mobile uh, in, and Wasabi is that you cannot guarantee the same level of privacy that we have now. Right? Because, for example, Wasabi Wallet is a light wallet, but that requires to download blocks. Yes. So in my computer, I had I don't know how. Probably a couple of gigabytes of blocks. And uh, that's a bit harder. In, I mean, you can download blocks in mobile, but it's, the, the bandwidth is a lot. I'm going to tell you.
0: I'm going to tell you from experience it'll burn your battery and <laughs> your bandwidth if you have a e- oh,
1: of. of course, but it's not only the blocks in that case. What will do that is that we need to listen the the, the network, the peer to peer network in order to be notified when we receive transactions, for example. We keep a, a mempool, right? Uh, also, we had to download the blocks, these compact blocks filters. Yes. Uh, Tor, uh, I don't know if Tor is, a, is an issue anymore, but I think it's, Tor is it's possible. but not fun. Anyway.
0: Let's put it that way. It's not fun to use <laughs> Tor on mobile.
1: Okay, so the, basically that's the problem. Uh, uh, of course, what we can do is move all the logic, all the hard part, all the uh, heavy bandwidth um, process uh, outside uh, to a server, so you can connect to the server, Mm -hmm. but in that case, what you are doing is having an an interface in your mobile phone, and you need to connect to that server that is in your your place, right? (laughs) But it is not so easy, of course, if you have, for example, if you can um, use a central server, and the central server can do, uh, calculate your balance, and you trust in that server, uh, in that case, it, it could be much, much easier, but that's something we don't want to do right now. <laughs> or, I don't know, we don't want to do that right now, and we don't want to do that in the future, neither.
3: Yes, exactly. On the other hand, one more thing that beside what Lucas mentioned, that Xiaomi, we are using Chaomian Xiaomi and coin join, it is Schnorrian and coin join, but it doesn't matter. So the coin join, what we are doing now is, is an interactive coin join, meaning that you have to be there and signal for the backend that, hey, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here and doing this all the time, because we don't know when a coin join will happen. Right. Because we have to wait until we have 100 participants online Mm. and then a coin join will happen. But this is totally depends on the user activity. So your device have to be online, listen and answer every time and when the coin join will start to proceed then you have to wait until you get the unsigned coin join and sign it in that in that very moment so it is not possible to to have a mobile phone which is went to sleep or or out of the range or whatever you know shut down by because of the power saving, it shuts, shuts down the, the Wasabi application or, or something like this. So it's, it's not so reliable. And here I would like to mention that uh, we are looking for the next uh, big thing in privacy. Uh, we have a thing which is called Wasabi Research Club. Uh, Lucas, for example, is one uh, main participant there, and we have Aviv Mianer, who is a privacy professional, he's the host of this one, and Adam Fitcher, of course, the, the inventor of uh, Wasabi Wallet. And they are going through every privacy technique and looking for the next one to have a better uh, coin join, or whatever will be. It is. So yeah, this is a small advertisement that it's also open because we like to be transparent so anyone can join and uh, you can find it in our repository, ZK's next repository under Wasabi Research Club. So everyone is welcomed there.
0: I'll be sure to add those to the um, show notes in case anyone's interested. I'm personally interested as I've spent most of my time researching and trying to develop this type of stuff. So if it's things that I can learn in terms of technology associated with crypto that increases privacy and efficiency, then I'm 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 all for it. Um I guess the next question, like I'm a I'm a security engineer. I I wonder, um how do you give specific guarantees within the software? How are you doing like threat modeling? Are you getting like external audits to on on this code base? Or are you just kind of assuming because it's worked so far that it works or you know code is self-documenting things like that like how are you what's the security profile of, of such a wallet that's so focused on privacy and security
3: okay so uh yeah i'm sure lucas has some words about this too so for example uh we are doing a lot of research and we are not putting into not putting any feature which has a minimal amount of privacy risk in any side into the software. That's why uh, there is a lot of issue there, if you check our repository, because, (laughs) you know, you think there is a good idea to, I don't know, whatever to, to to put a link there, when you are clicking on a transaction uh, hash. And okay, how, how about that the user can click on it and, you know, go to SmartBit and, and check the transaction there. And why are you not doing this? Because it's it was so so easy to click on that link and the browser pops up. And there you go, your block explorer is there, right? It's, it's, a, it's a good feature. But we are not allowing these kind of features because this means that uh, from that computer you will open a website on the Clearnet, which is obviously not a good private privacy uh, deal. So, yeah, we are we are discussing these kind of feature requests uh, among the team, and the conversation is open because the repository is open. So we have a lot of contributors and 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 they are really, really watching th- those things and uh, they, they are not letting and, and we neither letting these features to get into the software. Also, we have a very strict uh, code review policy and contributing policy. So, yeah, you, you can open issues there, you have, can have IDs. You can start discussions, but if your preacher has privacy concerns, then it, it probably will be denied. Lucas, do yes. you agree?
1: Yes, that's basically it's an open source uh, project. Uh, we have received uh, multiple reviews from very well known people in the community. In fact, uh, I remember two reports. Of ways to manipulate the fees in order to uh, fool the clients, uh, in order to sign a transaction that could be not valid, and we fix that and multiple others. Uh, for example, in the in what the cryptography about the cryptography, for example, we implemented the Schnorr blinding signatures and. Well, uh, John Sneak uh, give us a hand with that because he said, hey, listen, if you implement this in this way, uh, be careful because it could be a possible attack, uh, Wagner attack, if you reuse the same uh, a key for a signer, for example. So we have to uh, implement, uh, changes in our protocol in order to never reuse any key i mean every time we sign something i I mean all the keys are disposables only one users i mean all the keys that uh, are for uh, signing blinded message for some um what else also the people was reviewing the the random number uh, technology that is using. I, I mean, we don't use it di- directly, but uh, we use the uh, NBitcoin and Bitcoin and Bitcoin use uh, the Microsoft .dot uh, net. Uh, so we went down all the paths to .dot uh, net and how it generates the key, the random number. Sorry, I'm sorry for the different <laughs> platforms and so it is. <laughs> so it's. Um, yeah, the, 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 there are a lot of eyes looking at what's at what's at Uh That's our policy, and of course, if someone uh, finds something, uh, what um, the company CK Snacks uh, used to reward uh, uh, people who help us with all kind of of issues. Oh,
0: great! So there's bounties associated yes. with disclosing disclosing bugs that's nice to hear yes
3: exactly yes of course yeah uh,
2: that was the belt program I thought no that's no, just, that's
0: just part of like contributing to the uh, documentation center of like education
2: uh, okay uh, Sorry.
0: Well, yeah, wires.
1: that is the that is what, uh, is, um, Written right, so you know that if you write help with the documentation, you will be paid, right? But if you if you find a, a bug or if you find a critical issue or security issue, which will be paid, paid by sure, because that's that's the idea, right? It's the only way. We in fact we know that we don't know all the things, so we we appreciate help always.
3: Yes, exactly. As as far as I can remember, we are there for for almost one and a half year, right? The, the the 1.0 version. And as far as I can remember, there was only one case when we had have to had to pay back, have to uh refund one user because accidentally the coordinator taken his money. There was a very, very specific case. What he did is to run multiple instances of Wasabi Wallet on the same computer with the same wallet. Mm. So he made a very specific, this is not not, not a a, a standard use case. (laughs) So we were not prepared for that and uh, there was a very, very bad timing there and accidentally the coordinator taken one of his coins. So at the end we figured out this thing. I also wrote a Medium article about that, but we refunded him. But since then we fixed the bug bug of course and uh, uh, put warnings to not running. This more instances on the same wallet on the same computer in the same time and start going co- joining. You know, this is the don't put the cat in the microwave uh, accident.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Don't are we now we have to explicitly tell you not to do this. You shouldn't be doing it in the first yep. place.
3: <laughs> but but since, since then, we we didn't have to, we haven't uh, had to do any of these kind of things. Uh, we usually solve the problem on, on GitHub and Reddit or on Telegram. And, and back to the, the security model, I would like to show you something. For example, we have this. Wasabi is, is built on Zero Link. Zero Link is a Bitcoin fungibility framework. And there is a very good research paper uh, written by Adam Fitchor, Nopara 73. And for example, if you go there and look at that paper, we have special thanks for Adam Gibson, Chris Belcher, Ethan Hillman, Dan Gershoni, Christopher Atlas, and, and and those big or for example, we got the coin join bounty, which meaning that Gregory Maxwell, uh, Peter Willy and I think, yes, Adam Gibson approved our software as a, a trustless coin join implementation in, in the space. And the other who was get some uh, amount of the bounty was join market. Uh, it's Adam Gibson's and Chris uh, uh product or, or child or yeah, uh, software. <laughs> yeah so yeah as, as Lucas mentioned we we got verified and we have a very good community around us very professional community so yeah this this is the fail the safe net under <laughs> under us
0: that's awesome that's it's that's, that's incredible to have such a such a um great set of minds to help you build out um software and infrastructure like it's Mm -hmm. that's that's a rare thing so congratulations on that
2: thank you that's good you you need a you need a rare mind as a marketer to help you no i'm kidding um let's do one last thing in 10 words or less can you both describe bitcoin You each get ten words, by the way. You don't have to share the ten.
3: Describe Bitcoin in ten words. Yeah, or Or less. less. Lucas, you can start. (laughs)
1: Uh, Free market money.
0: Oh, you put three. Good luck. Good luck, David. Is that flea market money? Free, free market. Free
1: market. Flea market money. (laughs) No, I'm
2: kidding. Free market money. Okay.
1: Yeah. Free market money.
2: Your turn, David. But three words is kind of
3: short. I don't know. Decentralized trust. Oh, Checkmate, Ooh. sir.
2: You just got one up because <laughs> that's what we call one up.
0: Okay <laughs> <You> one.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Free well, market uh, money. Yeah, uh, free market money. Decentralized trust, both outstanding answers. Um, so how do people get a hold of you? Where do I reach out? Um, where's, what's the website? Um, let
3: them know. Yeah. The main website is wasabiwallet.io where you can download the software and get some basic information and probably some links to our other site. For example, our GitHub repository or the Twitter. Uh, On the Twitter, we are posting the new features and uh, with the next release we will have many, many very good features, for example, uh, multi-wallet support, which means that you can uh, open more wallet in one instance and you can coin join into another wallet, for example, into your cold card. Uh, when you reach the specific anonymity set with the next coin join wasabi will automatically uh, automatically uh, put the code the the your your other wallet output address there so it will be it will be automatically sent within a coin join to another wallet okay this was just a teaser there because now it is only in the daemon mode But sooner sooner or later it will get into the UI, too. So, yes. So, Twitter, uh, Reddit. We have a Reddit site. And Telegram. Did I forget something, Lucas?
1: No, that in Telegram they can find us or one of our uh, impersonators. (laughs) There are many, so be careful (laughs) in Telegram. Good deal.
2: Well, thank you more. guys for Oh,
3: you still you got yeah. another one? Yeah, just one more thing that we have a lot of contribution game. So I really would like to invite uh, anyone to contribute because, for example, now we have an art game. Anyone who produce some art uh, related to Wasabi Wallet will get some sets. 10 million sets will be, Satoshi's will be distributed during this game. So I would like to incentive the people with art uh, skills to contribute on this game. And the other thing is that uh, many, many uh, Wasabi team member was uh, hired after contribution game. So if you want to, to become a team member, then come contribute and probably you will you will get into the team so nice yeah well, Come contribute
2: david lucas thank you very much for swinging by the bitcoin podcast um, and thank you for what you do i mean coinjoin is something that you guys can put your stake in i know you don't want to say that but most people if they're using coinjoin it's because of you guys so hats off to you um
3: yeah thank you for coming by we are appreciating that thank you for having me goodbye
1: thank you for coming us bye bye